G'day everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Another Bloody Movie Podcast. My name is Sean Coates and thank you so much for listening. And for this first episode of this new podcast, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what this podcast is going to be, uh, what I'll be doing on this podcast, and a little bit about myself. And I'm going to end the episode with a few little quick movie reviews that I've seen in 2017. Um, I'll do a quick review for the movies Passengers and Assassin's Creed. So, if you didn't come to this podcast after my shameless self-promoting of it on my Facebook and Instagram, and you're just stumbling upon this on either SoundCloud or iTunes, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and like a bit about my taste in movies, just to give you an idea of what you can expect from this podcast. So, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Sean Coates, I am 19 years old, and I am from Shepparton, Australia. I am a massive movie buff and in a few months time I will be studying film and completing a Bachelor of Screen Production at Swinburne University in Melbourne. I enjoy pretty much all genres of film, uh, but my favourites would probably have to be uh, comedy, uh, sci-fi, action uh, and fantasy, and least favourite I would probably say horror. Some of my favourite filmmakers working today include Christopher Nolan, uh, Quentin Tarantino, J.J. Abrams, Shane Black, Jeff Nichols, uh, Denis Villeneuve, Taika Waititi, among many others. So why have I started a podcast? Well, I've started a podcast because for a while now, uh, probably a couple of years, I've wanted to make an outlet where I can share my opinions and give reviews of movies that I've seen. And I was tossing up between three different formats of which I could do that either as a blog, uh, a YouTube channel, or a podcast. Uh, I chose podcast out of all of those ones because it's a lot easier to produce, uh, a lot cheaper to produce. Uh, you only really need a microphone and audacity. Um, as for a YouTube channel, you need a great, decent camera, a decent microphone, a decent editing software, and also a pretty face. And you probably won't want to see my face on camera because... I'm not that great to look at, and also I've got a really horrible haircut complete with emo fringe and receding hairline. Uh, <laughs> and and a written blog would just be way too time-consuming, so uh, podcasting one out over the end. And uh, a big factor of that is because I myself am a huge podcast fan. Like, um, like you could even say um, the Comedy Film Nerds, uh, a podcast by American comedians Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini, are a huge inspiration for why this show uh, exists. And uh, I'm also a big fan of other movie podcasts like The Flophouse, uh, Doug Loves Movies, and other non-movie podcasts like Will Anderson's Toe Fop, I Love Green Guide Letters, Cashing In With TJ Miller, The Dollop, Walking The Room, and m many, many others that are really great to listen to. So I thought podcasting was definitely the way to go. Only problem with that though is, and uh, you might have um, picked this up already, or if you know me personally, you know that I have a bit of a stutter and I'm not the most articulate person. And I tend to stuff up my words and uh, my word pad and how I, there we go, I just did it again, and how I um, say and put, to put together sentences. And uh, so this podcast, it might be very frustrating to listen to, but it's also extremely frustrating for me to make because I'm, uh, but it's also going to help me um, probably speak more clearly and uh, more coherent. So I'm hoping that's what I can get out of this podcast. And um, I don't know if it's going to help you guys. And it might be, ex as I said, it might be extremely frustrating, but please just bear with me with that and uh, just enjoy my content. So why the name Another Bloody Movie Podcast? Well, I named it that because... There is a huge oversaturation in the market for film podcasts, uh, uh, YouTube channels and blogs. Like, there's way too many of them. There is no need for me to make another one, but 
there's no money in podcasting. I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I, well, I think I will enjoy it anyway. And I love movies and I love telling people about movies. So I've called it that because there's just too much of it and it's just another one. Like, it's nothing special. It's just another bloody movie podcast, hence the name. And uh, also, having the word bloody in there, I feel, uh, makes it feel, like just make it feel a bit more Australian. And um, I'm going to cover Australian films a lot on this show, so um, it, I thought it seemed, it seemed to fit well. So, what will I be doing on this podcast? Well, it's basically going to be just a, for the most part, it'll just be a normal uh, movie review show. Like, each week I'll review probably a new release. I might, even though I'll be at uni, I'll still see, I'll probably still see a new release about once every week or every two weeks. And uh, I'll probably do DVD reviews or just random movies that I've, uh, just random movies that I've seen and I want to talk about. And, um... I'm going to have a guest on, I'm aiming to have a guest on each week, uh, half the episodes is probably going to be just myself talking about a movie, and then the other half will be me with one of my friends as a guest on the podcast, um, sadly I don't know any, fa- know any famous people, so uh, it'll just be my mates, and I'll probably try uh, a few different kind of segments, like uh, just the regular movie reviews may get a bit repetitive and probably a bit boring for you guys, so I'm going to try and uh, do a few new things, like try some things out, see if you guys enjoy them and uh, see if I enjoy doing them, and uh, just to keep the podcast fresh, keep it original, and um, I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Okay, now with the formalities finished, let's get down to the reviews. First movie, Passengers. When I first heard about Passengers back in December 2015, I got really, really excited. Like, I'm a huge fan of sci-fi, I really like Chris Pratt, I really like Jennifer Lawrence, I love isolation sci-fi especially, that can be very, very interesting to make, and that they also got Norwegian director Morten Tidelum to do to direct this, who also did The Imitation Game and a movie called Headhunters, which I've heard a lot of great things about, which I have yet to see, but as I've said, heard great things. So, when I did that, it was one of my most anticipated movies of 2016. But then I had to kind of take it off that list because its Australian theatrical release was New Year's Day 2017. But regardless, I was still very excited. And this movie was really, really disappointing. Alright, so if you haven't heard anything about Passengers, it's a sci-fi movie that's set in the future where there's this ship, this spaceship called the Avalon, which is on a 120-year voyage to this planet called Homestead 2, which is a new planet for humans to colonise. And there are 5,000 people on board the Avalon and over 250 crew or something like that. Then, 30 years into their voyage, uh, they come across an asteroid field and there's the as- one of the asteroids hits the ship. There's a malfunction in some of the hibernation pods and an engineer named Jim, played by Chris Pratt, and a journalist named Aurora, played by Jennifer Lawrence, both wake up from their hibernation pods 90 years too early. So now they have to find a way to get back into their hibernation pods and while they start falling for each other in the process. Or that's what the trailer tells you the movie's about. I'm gonna have to to tell you what the movie's actually about. I'm gonna have to issue a spoiler warning here. So if you don't want to know anything about Passengers, if you're still excited to see this, please pause the podcast right now or skip ahead about four or five minutes. Okay, three, two, one, spoilers now. What really happens in the movie Chris, it's only Chris Pratt's character that wakes up from the hibernation pod malfunction. He lives on his own for about a year and three months or something like that, or just over a year. He tries everything to try and get back to hibernation, and he basically admits his fate, 
and then starts falling for Jennifer Lawrence's character Aurora while she's asleep in one of her in her hibernation pod, and he wakes her up and dooms her to life with him on the ship. Because Stockholm Syndrome's always romantic, isn't it? I mean, this movie, like, I wish that this... Apparently in the first draft of the script, the re- that reveal was, like, towards the end, like, way in the third act. It happens within the first half an hour of this movie. <sighs> okay, well, I'll try and say some... Alright, what are the positives of this movie? First off, the production design is really, really, really good. Uh, the whole interior of the ship, it reminded me a lot of the Axiom in, uh, in Wally. Like, it's very, like, different multi-levels, like, it's almost like a giant mall in a spaceship. It looks really cool. The lighting, cinematography, and visual effects are all pretty good. And Chris Pratt, well, you know what you've come to expect of him. He's a really great actor, and, um, yeah, he's, this, this movie's no different. Like, he brings the usual Chris Pratt kind of charm, charisma... And uh, it's it was actually kind of refreshing to see him because he didn't really, for most of the movie he doesn't really have anyone to work off of, and he has to carry the movie and he does it really well. Um, and also Michael Sheen as this robot bar bartender, he's a lot of fun and really entertaining in the movie as well. But for the bad points is yeah, let's get into that. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I don't think that she, I'm starting to think that she's not as great of an actress as we all thought she once was. I know that her character is in a dazed and confused state for a majority of this movie, but she looks like she's sleepwalking through this movie. And look, I'm like this is one of the first times that a Hollywood actress has actually got like Jennifer Lawrence got more money for this film than Chris Pratt did, which is which is great, but if that's the case, at least make an effort. Like she looks like she, this is a really phoned in performance. Even though, like, she has good chemistry with Chris Pratt, but, um, and if you've seen any of their press tour for this movie, you'll see that, like, there's a lot of banter between them, which is, which was really fun to watch there. Um, it's fairly absent in this movie, though, which is a shame. The first, um, 20 or 30 minutes of the movie is actually really, really good, really compelling, because it's just Chris Pratt, he's wandering around the ship all alone, he's only got robot Michael Sheen to talk to him, and you can start, you can slowly start to see him go crazy, and then he sees Jennifer Lawrence, and then the the moral dilemma of whether or not he should wake her up, um, uh, it, that that begins, and then as soon as he wakes Jennifer Lawrence up, the movie slows down so much, and it just becomes this generic love story between these two, and then Chris Pratt eventually tells Jennifer Lawrence the truth. And they hate each other, and it's just bickering, and then, oh, there's something wrong with the ship, we gotta fix it, and, yeah, it's it's a very, very, it was a missed opportunity, that's what this movie was, like, it had not a great script, like, it, uh, this, this was on the blacklisted script, and I could see that just for the premise itself, but the execution was just, yeah, and it just got, like, towards when, it just got really, really boring, and the way the movie wraps up, it's it's really 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 stupid. There's the movie's just full of plot holes. Like towards the end, Chris Pratt's character has to open up this thing. So th- open up this um I guess this exhaust port so that the ship doesn't blow up. And somehow he and he's di- he basically dies. And Jennifer Lawrence goes out with the tether, goes out into space, brings Chris back Pratt back onto the ship, and tries to get him to one of the medical pods. 
and it brings him back to life, and then they find out... It brings him back to life, happily ever after. Then they find out that the med pod can uh, stop all metabolic functions and basically provide the same... Um, the same thing one of the hibernation pods do, and but they can only but there's only one on the ship, and it's just thinking really there's five thousand crew and no there's five thousand passengers on this ship and over two hundred and fifty crew yet there's only one medical pod. I mean seriously, just one kind of oh oh my god, if, what, just one of you guys getting space cancer and you're all fucked seriously. And oh, speaking of space cancer, Lawrence Fishburne in this movie just is in this movie for like ten minutes. He wakes up from his pod, gives some very helpful exposition to the characters, gets space cancer, and dies. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's clunky as hell. Like this movie just got like it's really really boring for a majority of it. Then something exciting happens, and then the exciting thing is ruined by something stupid like there only being one medical pod on this huge fucking ship i mean it's stupid look it's good enough like if you like this is a movie that you probably definitely don't rush out to see it like it's a one that will get you through an international flight i think you'll just or maybe even like if it's on if it's on tv on a friday night and you've got nothing else to do and the remote's just a little bit too far out of reach for you passengers will do it fine Especially if you want to fall asleep on the couch or something. Alright, so that's what I thought of Passengers. That's my review. If I was to give it a score out of 10, it would probably be about a 5.5 or a 5. It would probably be about a 5.5 or a 5. Like, it's okay. It was, like, it was a great premise. Just bad execution. A massive missed opportunity. Alright, now, on to Assassin's Creed. Passengers and Assassin's Creed are both very similar movies in the fact that I was very excited for them. They were one of my most anticipated movies of 2016, yet both of them came out on the same day, New Year's Day 2017, and they had really good people attached, and it just ended up being really, really disappointing. I thought this year would be finally be the year that would break the cycle, that video game movies would no longer be terrible. And after Warcraft was kind of just okay, it put a lot of pressure on Assassin's Creed to be good. And the trailers, apart from the choice of music they put for them, the trailers looked really, really good. They looked a lot like the games. It looked awesome. And they had great people involved. Michael Fassbender's in it. Marion Cotillard. Jeremy Irons. Michael K. Williams. And it's also directed by an Australian, Justin Cazell, who did the movie Snowtown, uh, did an adaptation of Macbeth, with also had Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. And I think he also did one of the segments in, directed one of the segments in Tim Winton's The Turning. So he's probably one of the best Australian filmmakers working today. So uh, as you can imagine, I was really excited. Sadly, yep, video game movies, bad, bad ones especially, are here to stay because Assassin's Creed is a bit of a hot mess. So what did I enjoy about this movie? Well, I liked that they decided to do an original Assassin's Creed story and they didn't just copy and paste one of the games and put that and make that into a movie. Like, that's that was a brave move and didn't really work out, as I'll explain in a sec. But also, but I, I, I admire them for doing that. And also, when they go into the Spanish Inquisition back in 1492 or whenever it was, they actually speak Spanish. Uh, that was good attention to detail and good effort for actually doing that. Most other films would be just be lazy and have them speak English, so props for that. 
a lot of the costumes are pretty cool, and when they actually go back into when they actually go back into the Spanish Inquisition in some of those um, action sequences, they're pretty entertaining. And the design of the animus in this movie was really cool. It was um, a lot different to the games, which in the games was basically just like being plugged into the Matrix, you're just sitting into a chair, and then you're back in time. And this one, they actually have like this claw kind of thing that goes around your waist and lifts you up in the air so you can actually do all of the parkour, all this parkour stuff off the walls and do all this fighting, and there's, which allows for movement. I thought that was pretty cool. As for everything else though, yeah, let's get into that. Because the first hour of this movie is really, really sloppy. Uh, the characters are just so poorly developed that like, you know literally nothing about them and it makes it really hard to care about any of them. Also, the plot is really confusing and makes no sense. Like, people that haven't played the games will be completely lost, and even if you've played the games, you'll be really confused. Like, I've played Assassin's Creed 2 and 3, like, I'm not a huge fan of the series, but I played them and I enjoyed the games, but I had no idea what the hell was going on for a majority of this movie. As for the acting, look, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, and Jeremy Irons are all fine actors, and not that they're bad in this movie, it's just, they just look like they're going through the motions, which is, like, even, which was surprising, especially because Michael Fassbender was a producer of this film and looked like he had a lot of involvement. It, yeah, it just looked like the actors were going through the motions and didn't really look like they cared. And it's really not their fault, because they got given a really shitty script with no character development and a plot that makes absolutely no sense. Also, I had no idea that it was rated M until I got to the cinema and saw the M rating on my ticket. All up until this point, I thought it was rated MA. And it really shows because all the action sequences, like right on points of impact or when someone gets like stabbed or like hit with a sword or with one of the hidden blades, like it it cuts away from it because they don't want to show blood, they don't want to get an MA rating, otherwise bloody people under 15 can't come into this and can't come in and see it. It's it's so stupid and like and there's no blood either or sometimes when there is blood it's color corrected so it's black so that they can get it past the get it past the ratings board I mean it's stupid just forget about the box office and just make a movie MA because the games are extremely violent and I don't know what it is with uh, big studios when they make video game movies of ult when they make movies of very ultra ultra violent games like Mortal Kombat or Assassin's Creed, and they decide to make the movies M. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the movie has a really, really abrupt ending that is open for interpretation for a sequel that we're never going to get. So, a really unsatisfying movie, and really, really, really disappointing. Like, if you're a fan of the games, you might find enjoyment in it. I'm not quite sure. I'll leave that up for you to decide. But if you're not, if you're not a video game fan and you don't like the Assassin's Creed games, I just can stay away from it. If I was to give this movie a rating, it would probably be a three and a half or a four out of ten. Like, I'm, I don't know if, my, if I'm going to be rating films, like do a rating system or just talk about them and tell, tell you whether I thought it was good, bad or indifferent. So uh, I'll decide on that later. Okay, that's about it. Thank you very much for listening to the very first episode of another Bloody Movie podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please subscribe to me on wherever you're listening to this, on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can follow another Bloody Movie podcast on Facebook, on on Instagram at another Bloody Movie pod. And you can follow my personal Instagram at SeanHub underscore. And make sure you listen to the next episode of Another Bloody Movie Podcast where I'll have a guest, my good mate Eric Tischer, and we'll be discussing the best and worst movies of 2016. 
And Eric got to go to the Australian premiere of the Oscar contender Moonlight, so he'll get to talk about that and see if it deserves if it's deserving of all their awards and the praise that it's getting. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and see you later.